Hey Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the Priceless Beauties podcast, where we chat with like-minded women, all female entrepreneurs, just to get to know a little bit more about your story and share it with others who might be kind of on the same journey. I'm so excited to be here, Pamela. Thank you so much for the invitation. I, as you know, like Pamela and I are good friends behind the scenes. And I, I love the opportunity to be able to be on this podcast because I listen to it all the time. And I love all the ladies that you feature. All of the wisdom shared is just incredible. Thank you, Jen. Jen and I met back. I was trying to think when we met, was it the networking event that you hosted? Was that the first point that we connected? It was. So in 2019, October 2019, there was a Durham Women's Network event that we hosted at one of the golf courses up here in Ashburn. And we had 100 women and we had yoga, a great like healthy lunch, amazing guest speakers. And Pamela, you were working with one of our photographer friends and helping to just, you know, touch up all the ladies for their headshots and all the special photos that we were getting done that day. So that is how we yes. met her. That was the first time. That's so interesting. And that's how I met Josie, which is a photographer friend, co-friend of ours as well. So, and we just connected so quickly, the three of us, and we have so many coffee dates. We brainstorm and we've done collaborations and photo shoots together and we work together. And Jen is actually our email marketing specialist here at Priceless Beauty. So I had to share some wisdom that you have. I'm so excited for you to go deeper on that. But first, give us a little background for those of you who don't know who Jen is, what your business is and what you're all about. Absolutely. And thank you. So my business is Pink Palm Marcom and we focus on public relations, but also like it goes further than like PR in the kind of typical sense of networking, relationship building. We're always about like, how do you amplify your voice, right? As an entrepreneur, you're looking at what are the ways that you can organically extend your reach? And a lot of what that includes is getting creative about sharing stories. And it's not always about selling, but it's about like building trust and your brand reputation. And so that's really what Ping Pong Marcom focuses on. One of the areas that we heavily focus on is email marketing. And the reason for that is because it's a solid, you know, tried and true way of connecting with prospects and clients. And so that's where I think like you and I have had so many discussions about like what getting strategy down and all the best ways that um, we can connect with clients and just share kind of all the news about, you know, what is Priceless Beauty doing? What is Ping Pong Marcom doing? So it's a great way to be able to reach out. Yes, I love that. And I think it's so interesting because a lot of people, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people like, beauty professionals or like women that I speak to, they kind of sleep on email marketing. Like, oh, that's an old way of doing it. But I had an experience this year where my Instagram account got hacked. Luckily, I got it back, thank God. But if I didn't, then a lot of my contacts, they're just gone, right? Like, yeah, we might have them in our booking system or whatever, but it's hard to communicate with them if you don't have an email list. So an email list is a great Yes, it's a backup option because you own those you know, contacts in a way that no one can take that away from you, but also it is a great point to keep a constant contact with your clients who maybe are having a social media break or whatever the case may be, and it's more personalized. So I think email marketing is 
I mean, you can touch on that a little bit more, but I think it's still very relevant and still very important. It is still important. I think with how we are constantly, you know, adapting to different algorithms on Facebook, Instagram or whatever, like TikTok, right? We're working on so many different levels and trying to like get in front of people, right? So social media is amazing for getting in front, building awareness, you're building a community, right? It's great for that first area of the funnel where you're looking at putting yourself out there and you are, you know, you have a couple clients in that mix and you've got some prospects, you've got cold and warm leads. But when you move into the email marketing territory, what you're looking at is, you know, they're on your list because they've either purchased from you before, they've engaged with you somehow in order for you to be able to get that email. So you have already established some kind of a connection with them. And like you said, you own that list. So if Instagram goes down, which it has before, or if any, if you have an issue with any of those platforms, you can make sure, you know, you can send it out, you can check out your analytics. And as long as you're following best practices, you're going to get a lot of potential eyes on that email. Mm -hmm, totally. And I want to go deeper about the email, of course, but before we do that, can you just give a little backstory as how you got into this aspect? Because I always like to know what people's journeys are in their own businesses as well. Absolutely. So with me, I, like I said, I have a background in marketing and PR. And so I was in dabbling and, and working on different networking groups and businesses. I really came to the realization that an email list is a really great opportunity to provide information to to your network but also to receive it it opens up that line of communication and for someone who like also like self-taught myself how to create websites and whatnot i was like okay i need to be able to understand like all of the different components in digital marketing so that i can do this myself because for a long time i was relying on others like a lot of other men in the industry like i was like oh i need to have a webmaster i need to do all of this and i really quickly realized you know what i can do this i can figure this out because i want to be able to get behind the scenes and get creative and that's like that passion drove me to do it and a lot of my clients are women who i work with and i also you know try to make their lives so much easier just by setting up processes and ways that they can, you know, integrate their email marketing into their current campaigns just to, you know, boost and amplify their own voices. So for me, really like moving into the email marketing space was just out of necessity and curiosity. And now I can't think of a better way to communicate with clients. Like I said, you can, I love, there's nothing better than, you know, sending out an email and then seeing sales come in because you're promoting something or, you know, it doesn't even have to be selling, just getting an email back saying, I love reading all your updates. Um, and that's really great validation that you're doing a great job at sending out updates and just keeping that relationship tight with your prospects and clients. Yeah. And one thing that we implemented recently that worked really well was we just sent out a reminder like, hey, here's how you book your appointment. Like, don't forget, come in for your spray tan. Just a simple, simple email. It didn't have a lot of context. It didn't have a lot of Im imagery. It was just straightforward. And 
we're like, oh, let's just test this out to see how it works. And I love how you checked in with me to see like, oh, what happened? I'm like, oh, we booked 20 new clients that purchased this spray tanning package as a result of this one email that went out. So it was such a no brainer after that. We're like, okay, that was so easy. Why don't we reschedule this to go out, you know, quarterly or whatever the case may be where people might forget they lost. I find it's hard sometimes to find people on Instagram, like unless you have them saved in like a folder or something like that in your saved section, it's hard to find people like it's not a very easy search engine in terms of like finding accounts so maybe someone just like forgot to find where to find your account or they didn't save your contact number in the phone or whatever and it was just like a simple quick reminder that had really good results one quick email that we just change a couple words and reshare it a couple times a year or four times a year and had big big results so something so simple like that was like wow <laughs> Why weren't we doing this before? Well, and, and I mean, studies do show that email marketing has better ROI than social media, right? And it has to do with attention span. It has to do with a lot of things. I think, like I said, there's definitely, there's definitely a place for social media. And I mean, you're killing it and it brings so much to your business. But for sales specifically, when you're ready to make that conversion, that's where email marketing comes in. And when I work with clients, like I typically advise, like it doesn't always have to be about the sale. So when I am writing them out myself, I'm, I'm not always focused on what am I selling, but it's more about the message. And there's times where I'll say like, yes, for those types of emails, it's a check-in and it's a very clear, like to the point call to action. That's great. But I think, you know, what you want is like you said, to make it personal, to connect, and get that relationship built because it can be a little bit more intimate than social media it's arriving in their inbox they can take action they'll you know you can see who's clicked those links you know to to look at it and and see like oh they clicked it they didn't purchase it yet should i be following up you can see who's not engaged on your email list and if you need to resend those email batch out then you can do that um, that's what i love so much about it and for anyone who's like okay sure I feel like I should be doing email marketing, but they have no idea like where to start or maybe they're not like tech savvy. What are some tips for someone that's like, yes, I think this is a, you know, a missing piece of the puzzle of my business. Why not do it to start generating, building those relationships, getting them in your you know, email list and start communicating with them. But what is like the first step somebody should take when they decide, yeah, okay, I want to do this. How do I begin? First step is really understanding, like, do you already have a list or do you have a network of people that you can encourage to opt in right number one with email lists you always want to make sure you're following like legislation right like and with anti-spam legislation first and foremost the number one reason being you know you want to make sure you end up in people's inboxes not their spam folders and if people are like if you're sending your emails out to people that haven't signed up or that don't remember signing up then you do put yourself at risk that way so what I recommend is start your email list by you know, doing something digitally, inviting a simple opt-in or sending, you know, like posting something to your clients on social or next time, like they're at an appointment with you, you know, ask them, like get, get their permission. Can you opt in or even through an appointment booking system, have an opt-in button there, right? Like whatever way you can just get that official permission add them to your list and your list does not have to be huge to be successful you need like more important is engaged audience instead of quantity but a very effective first step outside of just getting those emails 
is finding a email service, like a, a email management provider. My preference, I love MailerLite because you can start out for free and not just a trial period either. You can start out and build your list and it's manageable. You're not worrying about any extra expenses and they have some fantastic features that you can use in their free version, like creation of landing pages, sequence development, um, like template, you can duplicate templates so that you're not recreating the wheel every single time. So those are really important things that will help you get that head start so that you're not spending so much time um, trying to work out the logistics in the back end and then also like draining your bank account trying to make it look fantastic because MailerLite has the features to make it look professional and also very functional. Yeah. And just, you had mentioned about segments. So first of all, could you explain what a segment is? And then I, I think of a person like, for example, just like a lash tech, for example, they have two kind of different types of audiences. So one might be their clients who are coming in to get their lashes done, their lashes refilled, but then they might be having something different. Like maybe they also offer lash training. And then those emails that you're sending out, their messaging might be a little bit different. So can you talk to me about what a segment is and how that could help to um, target specific types of audiences so that way they're sending the right message. You're not getting an email that's irrelevant. I love that question. That is also one thing that makes email marketing so strong in terms of your marketing strategy, because in our marketing strategies, whether you have it on paper or you have it like in your head, you don't have just one client that's like the one size fits all client for everything. We have different demographics or different client needs. And so by segmenting your audience, you can drill down and create groups for those personas, right? So whether, you know, the Lash Tech wants their client group um, who they could be prospects who haven't yet um, purchased. They can be clients that have purchased. They can be VIP clients and then they can be prospects for training, right? So you can segment and tag all of the various um, subscribers that you have as soon as you're importing them and you can tag them accordingly so that when you are ready to send out a communication you're sending it to you're speaking to a very specific audience you're not wasting time of other people who are opening it and thinking why am i getting this it speaks to them so they're like she knows me she gets me like this is yep that's me and i think you can really get specific. It just depends like how much time you want to really pour into it. For me, like I have a travel business as well. And so what I do, I even tag my clients according to what destinations they like to visit because yeah. So in this example, like if I have a client that like loves Jamaica or my clients that love Jamaica, like I'll tag them with that so that I know when I have something that's really irresistible that comes across my desk, I have a list designated just for those people that I can send it out to as like my VIP like treatment for them, right? It's like, you guys get first pick because this is something I know you're gonna wanna open. And so you can do that with any business and you can give your clients exceptional customer service just by understanding what their needs are, what their wants are, even how often that they wanna hear from you. You can tag them that way so that they are able to keep you know that relationship built with you you can respect how much they want to hear from you. So mm -hmm. there's so many opportunities. 
And I feel like that's, that's like such a working smarter, not harder <laughs> tip, you know, it's like, okay, why are we just, you know, we're not just shooting an email out and praying for the best. No, we're actually thinking, creating a strategy, thinking about who our customer is or our potential customer or client is, and then creating messaging that's speaking directly to them. That's really smart business, I think. <laughs> like the social media, it's like, it's a free for all. You, you hope that you're reaching the right person. And again, we love social media. We spend a lot of time on it. Um, I know you work through social media as well, but in terms of how it differentiates between that big massive group versus very segmented, very specific, very targeted individuals or segments or groups or, you know, whatever that person's need is, you can speak to them for that and offer them something that's specifically targeted for them. So that's, that's exactly it. So good. Well, and even with like the process of what I do when I'm sharing information, typically I love to share with my VIP group first because you're in my VIP group, then you want to be the first to know what's coming down the line. Then I share with my clients, all of them through email. Then it goes on social because I feel like your email list, like they're the ones that are invested in you, right? You, you put it out there to them and you give them that opportunity. And then I find that having created that content for your email, whether it's in the graphics and video or text, whatever that looks like the copy, you can replicate and, you know, duplicate and have it kind of refine it for social media, for your social media channels. And again, it's the working smarter, not harder. It's how do you, you know, create one piece of content and make it work for you in 10 different ways. Yeah. And repurpose it. And that's one thing that we, that I try to do as well when we're, creating our emails. So we think about like the month or the couple months ahead, what's happening that month? What do we want to share? What is our messages? What's, you know, promotions we have and then make all the email content. And then all I do is take that content, jump on chat or, and then move it into bite-sized pieces that we're going to put on other platforms and then just repurpose it all. So we're just creating one time doing all of the, you know, hard work, thinking and organizing. And then all you have to do is start plugging it into the different places. So it's That's, really, it's really great. I love about your socials though, Pamela. And I love like, in, in fact, your whole marketing, like when I see your marketing, it's so consistent and on brand all the time. And that's like, that's wise because you're so strategic in what you do. And I think Pamela, like I'm going to give you major kudos, what you do best. That's like where you focus your time. You're amazing at creating like that engaging content that like pulls people in and it's fantastic. And everything that you do across your brain. Well, learn I'm learning and I'm learning from you <laughs> and lots of other people and experience, but yeah, we're learning, you know, <laughs> and I feel like I want to add on that, like thing that you said, the consistency and the branding, those two pieces help to build that trust factor, that like, know, and trust factor, right? And those are the things that women, mostly we work with women, we're speaking to women, women buy through those emotional aspects, right? And they feel like they trust you. People come into my space for a spray tan and they say, oh, for makeup, oh, I trust you. I'm like, you literally never met me before. You're getting naked. You trust me? You're, you know, I'm putting makeup on your face. My team's putting makeup on your face. They trust us. So these are the pieces that help to build that trust for our future clients to come into our space, to purchase our product, to purchase our service, 
It's funny because these backend parts that we don't realize how important they are about building that trust with the clients. So I think you had mentioned it. It's about building relationships. Not always. Yes, sales are important. We need to pay our bills, but it's those, you were like planting those seeds and we're watering those seeds and then they grow into, you know, clients that refer us, things like that. Not just one-time clients and one-time purchases. We're trying to build relationships. We want lifetime <laughs> clients, you know, with us, right? So I think and when you're just, when you're communicating through that email, like you want to, it has to be conversational. Like you're talking to your best friend, right? Like you are perfect with that. Like the voice that you use when you're speaking to someone through an email, it has to sound like you, right? Like that's a big tip too. Is like be sound like yourself. Like and sometimes people ask, well, how can I, if I'm not a writer, how can I do this? And I say, grab your phone and like record yourself talking about it like you're talking to a friend and then scribe that like transcribe it. That's how your emails should read. They should be mm -hmm. able to like hear your voice as they're reading the email. Hey girl, are you looking for more ways to generate leads in your business? Do you want your ideal clients to find you and book your services as easily as possible? Would you like to save time while still providing essential details that persuade them to choose you? Can you imagine having clients leaving raving reviews, building your business's credibility for you? Maybe you're looking to establish trust before clients even step through your door or try your service. And if you're like me, then you're seeking a streamlined way for them to find and book your services online. If you're nodding along, you are exactly where you need to be. Ready to say yes to your business? Google My Business is the number one source we use to generate our leads. And guess what? I've created a free Google My Business training. Claim your spot today. Click the link in my bio to get your free training now. Wait, you're still here? Go, get your training. You're missing out on potential clients and sales. And can we talk about something? I know this wasn't on the questions that I sent you, but can we talk about, because we do use chat GTP a lot, but I think we have to be super careful. So when I, whenever I create content for that, I always write out my information in my own voice first. Yeah. That way I'm not just making a robot created out of nothing because that's when we start to lose because we're in this phase of now, great, we have all these resources that to help us speed up the process, but let's not lose that personalization and that voice that only we have, right? So can you kind of share like what's your experience been like? Because it's kind of just blew up all of a sudden. It's great. It's a game changer, but how can we stay and still keep it like personal, especially for small businesses and small brands that are like speaking to a very specific group of people. First of all, I'm all for it. Like I know that that's a very controversial stance, especially from a marketer's perspective, but I love it because it can save you enormous amounts of time. I think you nailed it though. It's never going to be a replacement for someone's true voice. I think you can tell if someone uses like an AI support for social or for emails, but they don't necessarily go through it after to personalize or tweak it. But is it absolutely a great starting point? Yes, it is. I think whether you you know have a few differences in the process, whether you start with your own voice and then use AI to kind of polish it up and help with the flow, or if you start with like AI to just get, you know, to do some prompts and to find out 
What's the structure of this going to look like? And then take it for yourself and deconstruct it. And mm -hmm. that's smart too. edit it. But another way that I like to use uh, like ChatGPT is basically prompting it for ideas and understanding like, what are the biggest questions that I can address regarding topic ABC? And then trying to find what are those patterns? What are those trends? Finding out um, different considerations that I can then work into whatever I'm writing about, because those are great like considerations that you may not have thought about. So it's it's always good to have that. But the one thing AI will never do, it'll never replace like the storytelling, right? It'll never replace like your experience as a spray tanner or as a makeup artist who's like giving your clients like the most wonderful experience. Like it can't replace that. But getting to know and to use an AI tool, you need to practice to be able to make it really work well for you, but it's certainly worth it. Yeah, I know because it's like you said, it's a little controversial for people that do, you know, create content and copy and do marketing because it's kind of like, <laughs> I think of it kind of like when the Uber situation happened with cabs. It's like all the cabs were like, oh, fighting against it. And it was a big situation. It's like, well, you know what? Things are changing. Technology comes out and the way business happens changes. It's happening all the time. So how can we work with it instead of trying to fight against it? So it's like we have to be on board and try to figure out how we can utilize this to our benefit and not kind of just fight against it. So I think we got to roll with the punches. Right? <laughs> and it's just, I mean, disruption is part of what we deal with as marketers and it's what helps to cut through a lot of the noise sometimes. So we have to figure out how can we use it for us, not against us, right? Like how can we go with the flow essentially and use it to just be more creative, use it to do the things that take us time, but we're not absolutely loving. Like if you're, if you know, your first draft is really a painful process, then use it to help you with that first draft, but then don't neglect the process of really fine tuning it to give it your voice and that extra oomph, right? It's so valuable to give you some time back that you can spend on other areas of your business to be more creative. I, w I know you had mentioned about like, as if you're talking to your friend, but how does somebody find their voice? <laughs> like it's so cerebral, like you find your voice. You know what I mean? Okay, talking to a friend, but that's great. But what if, maybe our friend isn't necessarily like our ideal customer. Like maybe my friend's awesome, but she's cheap <laughs> and she would never buy my services. Like how can we find the voice to speak to our ideal client? Like where do we find that mix between being ourselves, having the right voice that's still us, but also at the end of the day, we need to sell. So where do we find that happy medium that like fits us? It's still, you know, us, but it's sending the right message. I definitely think in this part, like this is a challenge, I think, for any business person, regardless of if you're outgoing or not, regardless of if you're a good salesperson or not, it's coming down to how well do you know your ideal client? And so first and foremost, I would say like in a very tactical way, one way that you could address this is look at your current client base and identify like who are like, let's say three of your top clients that are absolutely the ideal customer for you. And then identify like, what are the common threat? Like, what are the common denominators there? 
who are they? What do they do? What are they interested in? What do they drive? Where do they go on weekends? What do they read? What do they watch on television? Or do they even watch television? Do they travel? Where do they go? Building out client profiles is a very effective way of understanding how to create the right script, the right voice, so that you can you know, retain your own personality, but also be able to use specific buzzwords and language that will help resonate with those clients. And so taking it one step further, I would say when you're talking with those clients, really just take mental note, what engages them? What are they interested in? How do they react when you're interacting with them, whether it's online, in person, on the phone? What are the key areas that really light them up? What do they get excited about? How do they express themselves around you? How comfortable are they? Those are signals that will help you develop your voice so that you can still be yourself, but you can understand you know, how much or how little to turn on the, the confidence. Do they want someone who's really out there, outgoing? Do they need someone who's gonna like really clearly ask for the sale? Do they need someone who's a little bit softer? And so all of those things will contribute to that, but it's really about understanding your client and then knowing how to speak to them comes right after that. I love that. And what I like, you're creating a great mental picture for me because I'm pretty outgoing and I'm pretty, like I could be a lot sometimes, but I feel like I, I have tried to have a very high energy for my clients when they come in. But I do try to read people as they come in, especially for a sensitive service like spray tanning where they are getting naked or close to. We do have to change the way we address people or the tone that we talk or the speed that we talk when we deal with our clients. So anybody here who's a service provider already knows that because you're already servicing clients. So we're just taking the same skills that we already have and do and then converting that into something on paper. So that's a great analogy, Jen. So thanks for sharing that. I didn't even realize that, but you painted that picture and it became very clear. For I me. feel so like you, you just added a beautiful layer to that picture because now it's like even, it just makes so much sense when you think about it that way. But yeah, like I think you just really addressed that well. It's exactly that way. Yeah. And I could even picture like my, we do have like a client avatar that we created like in our marketing plan or whatever, but I even just thought of a specific, because ours was kind of like an imaginary person that we created. Like our ideal client was like an imaginary person, but I can think of like a couple of our clients that really do fit into those categories. They always show up on time through appointments. They're coming consistently. They always tip. They share referrals. They tag us on social media. One of them I can think she drives a Mercedes. She lives only 10 minutes away. She's tried all of our services. So she buys our memberships, she buys our packages, she, she upgrades her services. So she's just like, she's like our, <laughs> she's our winner, right? So that's, that is one of my like number one clients. So that's who I want to speak to. So where are her friends? What does she do? Where did she find us? Like all of those things. And maybe you could even, if you've built relationships with those people, like a lot of our clients, I've built relationships. I know so many things about their lives. I know what they're doing next weekend. I know what their boyfriend's names are. I know what their kids' names are. I know where they're going on vacation next month. So I've built relationships. They might be willing to do a short poll for you or do a survey or share some information. Like you, if you don't know, 
Maybe you could ask them, take them out for a coffee or provide them with a free or a discounted service in exchange for sharing that information if you're willing to like I couldn't agree more. ask them. Yeah. yeah, I think when you're new and you're starting out or you're start in the beginning phases of your marketing plan development, creating those ideal client avatars are a great step when you're trying to really refine and get an idea of what you want that client to be. Then, like you said, when you're established and you're seeing those trends and really identifying like this person is exactly like this person embodies exactly what I'm looking for. Like you said, a poll, a survey, what I like to call like, it's kind of one-to-one -one focus testing, right? It's finding out what are the key, you can find out about your business. You can find out about what is the service, you know, what's your customer service like on your business? You can ask the questions that are going to help you improve your business, but they're also questions to help you reach out to others just like them. And like you said, incentivize it. Those are great ways to be able to get more feedback for you, for your business. And generally, like the cost is very low with email marketing, right? Like the cost can be zero other than time. As we all know, time is time to me is worth more than anything else. But when you look at a lot of these tactics, and this is where like PR organic marketing, all of that comes into play. They are oftentimes the strongest way to build a loyal following. Because mm -hmm. I don't remember what the stats are on this, but it's I think it's like twice as hard to get a new client than it is to retain an existing client or to upsell to your existing client base. So how can we nurture those existing clients? Like you said, the people in our email list are either already clients or they're like warmer hot leads. So it's so much easier just to reach those people than it is to start from scratch, trying to pull them in, right? So it is. And at the same time, you can also look at that list and start to group like who is engaged, who's not. And I always recommend like doing a bit of an email list cleanup every so often so that like if someone's, you know, if you need to send out an email to say, are you still interested in receiving these? It kind of prompts them to take action. And if they don't, then that's okay too. Because when they sign up for your email list, they may have been like really interested in your service and maybe their circumstances have changed and they're not your ideal client anymore for whatever reason, maybe you, your business has evolved, but those kind of things will help you. And the more aligned you get with your clients and you build that list, you know, it's really significant. Like there's nothing that feels better than when you send out an email with a call to action, whether it's like book with book an appointment with me, or check out my new course or whatever that looks like. And then you start seeing the emails come in to say like booked, 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 right? Like nothing better. <laughs> I know. I love that. <laughs> it's just like, it's really interesting to, I think, I don't know. When I first started my business, I just showed up, did my beauty service and like all of these back end parts of the business, like I didn't even consider it wasn't even a thing, but as I started growing and meeting people like yourself and realizing, oh, this is actually really fun too, to start figuring things out and then to start seeing results because of the action that you're taking. So this marketing stuff just really lights me up now as well. Like just as much as the beauty service, I think it's, it's fun and it's important. So thanks for kind of showing me about the potential of email marketing and helping my business with that. I appreciate it. Now for somebody listening, that's like, okay, great. Yes. 
I know I need to do it. Okay, I want to use, I'm going to use a MailerLite platform, but maybe they just, they can't even wrap their head around beginning to start. Like, what do you mean a segment? What do you mean a landing page? What do you mean a lead generation? Like, okay, what the hell are we even talking about? I know that you have something up and coming and I would love for you to share that for anybody who's listening. We will try to get this um, posted in time because you do have a live session coming, but I understand that you will have an evergreen course available as well. In case you're listening later, you hear it down the road and you've missed the live opportunity. So can you just tell us a little bit more about what you have up and coming for anybody who's ready to take the next step, but is not comfortable or not prepared or does not have enough time to do it themselves. They're needing a little bit of support. Absolutely. So, well, PicPom, we do a lot of work with clients like yourself where we do, you know, the email marketing and we're actually like in the back end of the platform setting things up. But what another big group of entrepreneurs out there are looking for is the ability to be able to do it themselves and understand how to like do it from a tactical perspective. So, on October 2nd, I'm running a two hour live workshop and it's called Lead Magnets and Email Sequences. And it's about, as you can guess, lead magnets and email sequences. And the reason is <laughs> so simple, because to be honest, this is a process, right? Like anytime like you're online and you're, you know, you're asked for your email address, like this is ex exactly what I'll be teaching. It's the process of how do you exchange something of value for someone's email address, make it worth their while, how do you come up with the ideas for those lead magnets? And then what do you do once you have the lead? Like, what do you do then? So I'm going to walk through the process of creating step-by-step -step a six-part email sequence. And it's going to be, you know, talking about what should each of those emails really talk about? How do you ask for the sale at the end? And like I said, that two-hour training is going to be live. So you can ask me questions throughout as we're working through it. After that live class, we're going to be setting it up as an evergreen course that you can take then at your own pace. So what I wanted to offer you, Pamela, for your awesome viewers is basically 25% off any sales in our online course shop on PigPumMarcom, and I'll, I'll send you the link after um, for the show notes. But use the code PRICELESS25 for 25% off. And um, yeah, like whatever comes out, even if I'm like feeling a little extra and I want to put out some more courses before the year's end, you have access to that at 25% off. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And I wanted to just mention too, even if you decide to like hire Jen or outsource another company to do your email marketing for you, I think it's good as a business owner or an entrepreneur to just understand what the logistics looks like, just because it might not work out or you might not have the budget for somebody down the road or whatever the case may be. So at least you understand and you can then contribute your voice or whatever aspect you have time or energy to do. You don't have to necessarily do the whole thing. So the relationship with Jen and I is I create the base of the content, the topics. Sometimes I just send her point forms, what I want to cover links to whatever we have going on. And then she makes it pretty. She makes it sound good. She schedules it does a test to make sure everything's working and puts it out there. And then she checks in with me. We look at the analytics to see how it's going and then we make decisions moving forward. So I kind of, it's like a blend of what I want to put out there, but also she kind of makes it all happen and make sure, basically make sure that it happened. And she helps me to be accountable. The big thing I was like, Jen, 
I know I want to do emails. Like I, I, I know how to do it myself, but like, I just don't do it. Like I just don't find the time. So general must be like, Hey, your email um, marketing is coming up soon. Like just a reminder, I don't see anything in the Dropbox. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, oh my God, I get on there and I get all my emails ready. And then she puts them out. So I think it's just like, those are my weak spots. I'm okay at creating the ideas and I know what I want to promote, but I don't necessarily have the consistency or the time to put it out there. So I just needed honestly, mostly the accountability and just that I, because I have, I'm like the queen of typos. So <laughs> she just makes sure that it goes out and everything's working correctly. So you have different packages as well, where it could be a partial creation or full creation as well. Is that correct? It is. And I was just going to say like, for someone like yourself, who's like, I've got this marketing thing down, like you nailed it. The accountability piece is so important. But another part about this service, I think, is when you're so close to something, it always helps to have that like outsider perspective on your marketing strategy or what that looks like, because it gives you a bit of a 360 view on what like your objectives are. Like there's times where me and you will chat and I love our chats because we get deep sometimes and we're like, well, what's what's really the goal or what's really the objective here? Like what what are we asking? What do we want to ask people to do? And how do we ask it in the most clear way to have them take action? And so I think that's also a really strong point of like just working with someone because they can bring out some really important prompts or questions and make you kind of question, well, I've done things this way always, but maybe it's worthwhile trying something newer. Let me think about it in a little bit of a different way to give just, again, disruption. A fresh so set of eyes. Refreshing. Yeah. And you, Jen, you'll be like, Pam, there's too many calls to action in this email. I'm like, I have so many things happening I want to share. She's like, pick one. Let's focus on this. I'm like, okay, okay. So just that refinement and yeah, that second set of eyes, because I might, I'm just like a person that has so many things um, going on at once. So you're like, nope, like let's pick one thing and focus on that. And we've gotten so many better results by just having it like a little more targeted Absolutely. and a little less overwhelming. Like, is that a mistake that a lot of like people probably make or is it just me? It's not, it's never a mistake. It's always a learning opportunity. But what I also think is like at the end of the day, you determine like there, there's some aspects of marketing you love and that you're going to put the time into and there's others that you you're like i can take it or leave it so why spend the time trying to manage something that doesn't like lift you up right i, I think what's amazing is we have like a really good tight network of like female entrepreneurs now in our circle here locally and we know there's a a woman for everything it's like pam's my spray tanner she does amazing makeup josie's my photographer like it's like we got girls for everything here but it's also kind of nice because like the ideas like how we bounce them off each other the collaboration right it's it's awesome I just could not yeah. say enough about that part of it I totally agree and I think one of the mistakes that I made like earlier on in my career is not reaching out to get support from other people and thinking that I had to do it all. And then I started to realize the advice from my uncle is like, just start outsourcing the things that are draining you that are, you know, not filling your cup or that really somebody else is going to enjoy to do and do it better. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's going to cost you X amount of dollars, but could you be doing something else that's actually generating direct income, servicing your clients, whatever, whatever that looks like for you and your business, 
Let the person who's passionate about the thing and is good at it do their thing. You do yours and you're going to create traction. You're going to build relationships and you're going to be able to grow and scale a lot quicker. That uncle is so smart. Yes. hundred percent. I know he is. Uncle Al. <laughs> uncle Al. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got to get uncle Al in here sometimes. I was going to say, oh my gosh, but that is so true. And I love it because honestly we have like 24 hours in a day. And I always, my biggest priority is, it's so funny. My biggest priority is sleep. I'm like, get those eight hours in. After that, you know, you work, you work everything around like a puzzle. I need the beauty sleep. But after that, you know, you figure it out. But if you are not loving it, then get someone else to do it. That's like mm -hmm. totally one thing I've learned too. And I'm, I'm so glad that I see that in our community that we all lead on each other for each other's strengths. And we're like, it's so supportive. I just love it. I do too. Thank you so much, Jen. I'll make sure that I put everything in there. Oh, I wanted to ask you too. I always ask this and I almost forgot. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that you are currently living by that you just need to share? <laughs> oh, that's so, oh my gosh. To be honest, I don't have a favorite quote. And the reason being is, is because I would have a new favorite quote every single day. <laughs> Whenever Constantly. I see something that I love, you're going to laugh. So I write everything down. I have notebooks that I fill up like, yeah, like every two weeks I fill up a whole notebook. Look at all these I, notebooks. <laughs> and so my favorite quotes and what I take like away from things changes daily but it evolves. It consistently evolves. So I know that's a really boring answer, but for me, I always love to just be like, how do I feel today? Like instead of quotes and like thinking about that, I just think like, where am I going today? I know that sounds so silly. No, that's so. fine. That makes sense. So you just have something like daily. That's like a goal in your mind or like, yeah, yeah. it's like a you daily know, affirmation theme of, theme of the day. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Well, I, my, can my you give me your affirmation for today? Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's so your mantra today? today? But like in the, in the recent weeks, my mantra has kind of been like, don't dim yourself. I think a lot of people have been like, you know, like they, they go through things in life that, makes them quiet themselves down they make you know they dim themselves they don't show up authentically and so my recent mantra has been like you know what like don't dim yourself like be bright like be bright be you be bright it's not a quote but it's certainly something that I'm living by right now and I think sometimes we do make sacrifices because we think in like certain groups of people like we don't want to stand out we don't want to ruffle feathers or make waves but to that, I've learned like, you know what, be you, show up, be unapologetic, don't dim your light. Okay, perfect. I love that. I hope somebody that's listening is like, yep, I needed to hear that today. I believe they are. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for having Beautiful. me. My pleasure. Look forward to seeing you in for your spray tan very soon. And I will be sharing all the information. If you guys want to connect with Jen, don't forget for the um, discount code for the course, if you want to get more information or jump on that program live or catch the evergreen, you're welcome to do that. I will definitely be there. I can always learn. You're full of so much knowledge. So I will be, I'll be there for sure. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Fantastic day. Hey girl, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a positive five-star review. And as a thank you for your love and energy, my team will send you a free copy of my social media content and goal planner. Please screenshot it and email it to info at priceless-beauty.com so we can get that to you right away. Until next time, let's stay connected on IG. Come say hello at Priceless Beautygram. And don't forget... You are worthy and capable of achieving anything your heart desires.